Welcome to That's My Niche. This podcast is on the hunt for professions across all disciplines to get a glimpse into the worlds, mindsets and passions of successful people. I'm your host, Nina Dorfer. Sit back and enjoy listening with me. first question would be what is your niche how did you carve it out and what happened in the time leading up to it and what made you decide to pursue it full-time okay um I love this question so I am a projector in human design and every projector has a specific niche where they see things better than anybody else like if you are a projector and you are looking for what your purpose is, finding your niche is like number one thing to do. Um, so I feel like my niche has like slowly carved itself out. Um, I had a sustainable underwear business. I have done many things prior to this, but I feel that everything was a stepping stone. So like when I was a teen, I was a musician and I was like, I had like video clips and stuff, but my message in my songs was still like, love yourself, you're a badass woman. And then I did, you know, even like when I was modeling, like I, I was like vegan and my idea was like, I wanted to represent something super healthy and like be a quote unquote role model, but in a positive way and not like this, like Kate Moss rock and roll heroin shit kind of thing. Um, so then, um, yeah, I feel like even like my sustainable underwear business, it was all about body positivity, um, inclusivity. So I feel like the message was always the same, but human design has given me the tool to actually bring that message directly to people. Like for me, the one-on-one -on -one readings, because also the projector has like a very penetrating aura that like penetrates into your soul, into the, so into the, uh, G center. Um, I feel that it's just, yeah, a lot of trial and tribulations. Also, I'm a three, five and a three, five is all about learning through life experience. So I actually have to like fall down and get my hands dirty and pick myself up. So I've been doing that for many years. Um, and right now, I don't know, just like human design seems to be the tool that just allows me to, yeah, to like fully express my soul's purpose in the most direct way. This is the way that I would describe it. Mm -hmm. So to everybody who is wondering what we're actually talking about, how do you explain the way it works? How does human design work? And is there a scientific explanation to it? Okay, so human design is the science of our aura. Everybody has an energetic body and this energetic body is around two arms lengths, three meters around us. So it's actually really big. If we start thinking about how much impact we can have when we walk into a room or when we just like, I don't know, take a stroll around the street and cross somebody. I, I find it's always like super fascinating. Uh, human design includes astrology, the ancient knowledge of the I Ching, the mystic side of Judaism, which is the Kabbalah and the chakra system. But it also includes quantum physics and genetics. And the scientific part of it is um, there is something called the neutrino. And the neutri neutrino is a sub atomic particle that carries a lot of information. 
This is something that before the person who had this download of human design came into this world with this new tool, uh, scientists were like, oh no, this is just stardust. But he was the first person who actually said, no, there's actually our soul, our prana, our chi is in this new genial information. Um, and this particle comes into our body or into our fetus when we're like three months before our birth. And this is just like, this is what the information carries. Like in this neutrino, there is all the information of our soul that gets transmitted into our body before birth. I mean, yeah, it's all, it's, it's all energy. Like we, we're just a, a, a physical material, like a, a chemical, no, like a physical material, like atoms. Yeah, I always say like everything in our life is uh, matter. And that means everything in our life is energy. So understanding our own energetic body is super interesting to really start melting resistance and creating flow in our life. Mm -hmm. So in what areas of your life did you start your journey? So what beliefs did you grow up with? And uh, are you maybe still deconditioning from? Yes, 100%. I feel like, like well, whatever, Ra, my friend Ra, the guy who downloaded the human design system, he said it takes like seven years to decondition. I mean, I'm like four years into the journey. I feel like you never stop deconditioning because there's always an experience that conditions you again. So let's say you've been in a long-term relationship and there's some lack and that's going to condition you for the next whatever, how many years. So you're trying, you know, you're like constantly deconditioning whatever's happening in your life. Um, I don't know. I feel like my journey really, my mom's a, um, psychotherapist, psycho, yeah, psychotherapist. And so I feel like growing up, even though in my household, it was not like very accepted. Uh, I always had like this knowledge, understanding, uh, I don't know, like Freud books. And like, I always like, there was this kind of like talk in my house that was very conscious and always very aware of the psychological traumas and just like, um, yeah, just this higher consciousness or different consciousness. Um, so I feel like that's always been part of my life. And I've always been very fascinated by the nature of humans um, but of course, I don't know, there's like so many limiting beliefs I grew up with, like the list is endless, right, of like the limiting beliefs that we grow up with. Um, but I would say that my start, my journey really to decondition started again, like four, around four years ago when my daughter was born. Um, I had two burnouts by the age of 30. I had done so many things in my life. I've tried, I've tried so many, I had so many different lives. Um And I was just like desperate. I didn't understand why things weren't working for me like they were working for everybody else. Why I, like, I couldn't keep up and I didn't understand. Um, and then so I had this underwear business that was like looked amazing and everybody was like, it's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah, but I couldn't live of it. So, you know, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is. If I can't live of it, it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it was a sustainable underwear brand, but whatever. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, I was just like, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Like I had this newborn baby, a business that wasn't working for me. So then I decided to just focus on my kid and focus on me. Um, and that's when I really started like, yeah, just um, doing a lot of reprogramming inner child work and just really digging deep into self-help books and 
and yeah, and that's how human design found me. And I was like, oh my God, what is this thing? I heard like the person in the interview was like, yeah, because I'm a projector. And they said these things and I'm like, okay, I have no idea if I'm a projector, but I know that is me. And everything started to make sense. And just this light bulb went on. I was like, I don't know. I feel like it saved me from myself. It allowed me to be myself and accept who I am instead of constantly fighting against something that I can't change. And that was such a freeing experience. And it just fascinated me. And I don't know. Then, yeah, that's like, I would say my deconditioning process. So it was also a bit of, so it was also tied to your professional experience mostly. Yes, 100%. For me, human design, like in business, is one of the most important things ever. Like actually right now, this month, I have like three workshops that I'm doing for other people who are like more experts in business. Uh, and I'm like, like, I have a course in all of them talking about human design because everybody who has a business is like, okay, everybody needs to know human design if you have a business. Because it's just like, it's for me, it was life change, business changing, really. Like in my sustainable underwear business, I was writing, I was working like 14 hours a day, writing 120 emails a day. And of course, when you like put energy into things, you can get things out, right? So yeah, of course I had like some good press and I had some, you know, some moments where like was like, wow, okay, so Vogue America or like, right? But it wasn't sustainable for me as a person, like for my personal energy. Um, and if I look at it now, like, I have not, like, I do not write not one email right now. Not one, not one. And I'm like booked out a month in advance. That's speaking for itself. Yeah, that's, that's the example I always do. I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't even, I don't even know how this is happening, but this is happening. Um, so, yeah. So that, like, for me, that's the thing. Like, human design in business is super essential because we are so conditioned to believe there's just one way to be successful. There's just one way to do business. We buy these courses that are like, if you do it like me, then you'll be successful like me. But everybody's different. Like I, I am like, I buy these courses and I've been frustrated. And then I see like these Facebook <laughs> group uh, messages like, guys, I'm doing cold calls, but it feels so bad and I'm not getting any clients. And I'm like, projector. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because it's just, it doesn't, like, once you know, you can do these courses and just be, like, aware of your strategy and your authority, mm -hmm. uh, which are, like, the tools that human design actually gives you to implement your 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 human design. But, uh, but yeah, it's very fascinating, especially in business. And it's actually interesting because even, like, a couple of months ago, I saw there was an interview in Forbes about how human design is uh, being implemented in, like, startups and tech companies, so I think that it's something that's also really coming. And even if people don't believe in it, once you hear about yourself, your information, you're like, what? Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think about it uh, in some, in some uh, context in my, more in my personal life. No, I mean like also my business life, but there is like one specific thing that I want to, to ask. Um, so regarding the centers. So first of all, where do you look up? To anybody who's listening, where do you look up your chart? Um, you can go to my website and you will see like michaelgabriela.com and you will see like a link that says, get your chart here. So there you can get your chart. <laughs> when you insert what type of information? And you need your birth date, your birth hour and your birthplace. Uh, yeah. And then you see your body graph and the yes. centers and... Um, 
yeah, so what is colored in are defined centers and the wet ones are called open centers. Yes. Okay, so one to give you one example, I have an open throat. And sometimes I find myself in situations with people mm-hmm. where I feel like I can't control what I'm saying or like I can't control. And then, and then I feel like I'm like talking and talking even though I don't even want to anymore. And afterwards, I feel so exhausted. And I'm, and I'm thinking, like, how can I handle my open throat? Like, how, what, what is happening to me? Yeah. Um, let me check your, like, we ha- we've got Nina's graph here. Uh, I Actually, I also, I have a completely open throat. So for me, it's like, for me in my readings, I love it because I feel like nothing that I say comes from me. Everything that I say is from the outside. Is like, universal knowledge that is passed through my throat to you that you need to hear because I it like it's not connected to who I am it's not connected to what I think so I feel like that's like an amazing thing to have for me is like as a reader in personal life or in personal settings it is just challenging and being aware is just the first step um that that would be like the first thing just being aware and once you know like the more you're aware the more you can just be like okay I'm just gonna shut up like literally like getting into a setting where you like I had a dinner a couple of months ago and I was like I was sitting at the table and I was like okay I'm not gonna get one word in here like everybody was like talking with their defined throat I'm like generators manifesting that I don't know what they are well but they were definitely not somebody with open throat I'm like I'm not even going to say anything so the interesting thing for the, the throat center in general, it's, in, it's a representation of manifestation and self-expression. So when you have an open throat, you're really here to give voice to others. It is not about expressing yourself or expressing your ideas. It's really about just letting things come to you and letting the wisdom of the room like speak through you. Um, when you're in a setting, what can happen is that you feel the pressure of the defined throats around you and you feel that pressure. Okay. I need to talk. Like, for example, I just came back from a, from like a girl's trip, like a hot girl summer trip (laughs) with, uh, with the girls from Matcha Mornings with Sabine Reiter, who's an amazing makeup artist. And she has like her own like beauty workshop and, uh, Anna from Holistic Business and, like we were just, I was just walking one day with Pastina and Zapina and they both have like a defiant throat center. And like, I was talking all day, all day, literally all day. They were asking me a million things about human design. I was just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then we were sitting on the bed and they're like, yeah, because the defiant throat. And I'm like, okay, ladies, who has talked the most today? And everybody was like, yeah, you. And I'm like, you see, this is the, the, the fine throat, just feeling so much, like undefined throat, feeling so much pressure from you girls, like just being around. Um, and, it, and it's just, it's just, you know, it's fine. It's like, it's, it's okay. Um, but what can happen is that you speak and nobody listens to you, that you speak too loud, that you speak too much. Um, so just being aware and like training yourself to not react on that impulse, I think is the first thing. Like in this setting, I, I felt the pressure and I was like, okay, don't say anything. Just don't say anything. You're like, whatever has to come out will come out because what happens is that every energy center also has like a not self question. And the not self question for the open throat is, um, are you trying to say something to get to like attract attention? Right. So the idea is always like, are you like, we are so afraid that we're not going to compare next to somebody with a defined throat that we're like, Oh, okay. Maybe I have to be louder. Maybe I have to like talk more. Maybe I have to, you know, 
So just sitting there and like not talking is the like learning to to like succumb to the pressure wave. I feel like is the number one thing. So I was at this dinner and everybody was talking, and then I literally I feel like I said two sentences. And when everybody left, I was like, oh, Michael, what you said was so interesting. It was the best thing of the whole night, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, you see, my open throat was like, you know, so it's it's not about how much you say. <laughs> it's about like what you say and like letting it just, yeah, let's just letting go of trying to control or like trying to, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. so helpful. It's a really good change of perspective because I'm more used to not, talking or I like not talking I don't like talking while I'm while I'm having dinner I just want to enjoy my food and I want to like listen and I'm, I'm I don't yeah I prefer to be like the observer I'm used to being an observer this is how I feel like the most uh, I enjoy myself the most I feel but this is why it happens in more in like a one-on-one -on -one context where this happens and I was like why do I feel exhausted like after after meeting certain people so I feel like okay this is a trigger clearly also happened because also like you have an open emotional center and I actually think you have it completely open uh the solar plexus the solar plexus is where you absorb emotions of other people so what can happen is if that if you are meeting with somebody that not only has a defined throat but is also emotional so they have a defined solar plexus That you, and they're like people who have a defined solar plexus, they are moody people, right? So they have like a high wave and a low wave. So if you're meeting with somebody who is in a low wave and a low expression of their emotional wave, you can feel super drained because they are like, because you're absorbing everything that they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So that is that I would also super consider because that is something that, for example, I personally notice a lot. Like, you know, that one person that if you have lunch with them and they're in a bad mood, they're going to ruin your day. That is like an emotional person meeting an, a, 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 <laughs> meeting a non-emotional person on the low expression of their wave. Like that can be very intense for us who are open and you're completely open. So it like amplifies even more what other people are feeling. Yeah, I think it's really good to know these things um, because, because it makes you more aware that it's it's not, the person is not bad. It's just, certain things have certain certain combinations of certain outcomes so it's more like to be more objective about situations to not take it like so personally it's just like ah okay like if one and one equals two yes absolutely especially for like i feel like this is a big one because many times especially if you have like anxious attach attachment or something you're like oh they're like they're sad maybe it's my fault maybe i have to do something for them to feel better is it me to blame or oh, what can i do why like you know um but then again also don't tolerate toxic people <laughs> you know what i mean like yes human design is great <laughs> and you can understand and accept a lot of things but also have to your boundaries and like you know like it's human design is not the answer to everything um so if people drain you and you're like actually they drain me always and there's not a positive outcome maybe yeah. just like stop inviting them into your life yeah exactly exactly could it also be that uh people do not feel their design like for example i looked at my friend's chart and like her arrows point to the right meaning that she's so structured is not really necessary for her. Whereas for me, like I thrive on like uh, structure, like my routine, but she's very structured. She says to herself, 
then was thinking about it and I was like, oh, maybe that time, I mean, maybe it's not so uh, <laughs> not what you really think. But how can uh, somebody experiment with this in baby steps? So this is what I always say, like, have fun. Like, I feel like all the healing modalities are like suffering and pain and like going into your childhood trauma. And I'm like, human design, please go and have fun. Like, it's called the human design experiment. Try it out. Try it out. What happens? What happens if, if, for example, your friend has all arrows turning to the right, that means that she has to be more intuitive, that she like strategy doesn't work for her, that she doesn't need discipline to become successful. And every time she tries to do those things, they're going to steal like more energy than she actually would need to waste on stuff. So it's taking her so much more to be somebody she's not than to just letting it flow and be who she really is. Um, but it's scary, especially, I feel like, especially in the arrows, the arrows is something that I always put in my readings, um, because there's so much conditioning on it, right? So our whole society, and this makes sense because in human design right now, we're, um, at the end of a life cycle. And this life cycle is called the cross of planning. And we're really at the tail end in 2027, there's this new life cycle, that's starting with the new paradigm in human design, what, it, what is called in human design, the new paradigm. So right now we're still in this cross of planning. In the cross of planning, we actually really needed this life cycle because we needed institutions, we needed discipline, we needed structure because we came from like Neanderthal times where it was all about survival. And this really has helped us to establish a system that helps us evolve to this next phase, which is the cross of the rising phoenix, which is more intuitive, more go with the flow, which is the arrows that are turning to the right. Um, so it makes sense that our whole society is still programmed to think that discipline is a must and you have to be consistent in your life or else you will never get the body you want, the business you want, the money you want, the success. And none of that is just not true. There's a lot of people and you can like go on Instagram if you need like somebody to, to like expand you in possibilities, but there's like, I don't know, typical thing. No, I did this course for... Instagram, whatever, strategies, and I have to post three times a week or five times a week at this in this hour every day. And I have to do like, you know, so somebody who's not consistent, somebody who doesn't do well in strategy, they're going to spend so much time forcing themselves to like do this thing, but energetically it just doesn't work. So they won't be successful. But if they would just go with the flow and post when they're inspired and write that beautiful caption, and then, you know, then they will have much more reach. They will, you know, gain more followers. It's just like an energetic thing. Um, so that's why I think it's so important to like be aware of it. So the same thing then would probably happen with exercise that it's not like, oh, every day at 8 a.m. I have to do my yoga. It would more like when I have the impulse, then it's like, okay, now I really want to do it. Yes, I feel like, like, for example, I am a big fan of Kundalini Yoga and Kundalini Yoga is like 40 days. You have to do it 40 days. Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't have, like nothing horrible, like this dogmatic stuff. Like you're going to reap the benefits even if you don't do it for 40 days or even if you do one day at, in the morning and the next day in the afternoon and the other at night or like if you do two weeks and then the third week you're kind of over it and then the fourth week you're like get back on it. Like the, the worst thing we can do, which is like worse than skipping your yoga class is hating yourself or punishing yourself or having negative self-talk about yourself because you did not fit in the mold somebody else put you into. Mm -hmm. So that is why human design is so freeing. It's like, it's okay to be you. It's okay to not be consistent. 
you're, it's not like, it's not going to ruin your life. Like there's plenty of people who are very successful on Instagram and they post whenever they feel like it. And there's plenty of people who do exercise when they feel like it. And they still have like, you know, the body that they feel comfortable with. Like, it's just a new way of looking at life and the structures that we've been, yeah, that, that have been construed around who we are meant to be and how we can achieve the things that we want. Yeah, it's really de-stressing. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Okay, let's get to the juicy bit. Um, how do, can you understand your profile better? So uh, me, for example, I'm a 4-1. And as a 4-1, how can I tap into this? And what parts of my life should I look at? Okay, so the 4-1 is very fascinating, Nina. And we were talking about this I think at the beginning, um, because the four one is a very, very extremely rare profile. And that is because they say that the four one has a bonus life. So you actually don't have any karma to correct in this lifetime. And it is all about showing up and teaching other people that things don't have to be so hard, that even if hard things happen to you, you can still breathe with ease and like, you know, deal with life in a way that inspires other people to carry themselves a little bit lighter. Okay, so what if you have karma? Like what is, what is the opposite of? Well, it's, it's not like it's the opposite. It's just, there's six lines. So there's the one, two, the six, one, two, three, four, five, six lines and they mix, right? And the one and the four are just like in this moment where like one meets the other. Mm -hmm. um, we can break it down. It doesn't mean like you still have a profile and the profile in human design is the role you came out to play in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the karma that you've come out to play. So you don't have past karma, but you still have this life's karma. Like you still mm -hmm. have, uh, yeah, like this, this role you came out to play. And it's a little bit like the profiles is interesting because many people think, oh, it's the energy type that makes you similar to people, but actually the archetype is the profile. So the profile is more like, um, the profile is more like your astrology sign, for example. It's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can change. It's who you came to be. And in human design, your purpose is not about, you know, having this job title and making this amount of money, but it's really about um, when you step up and like live out this role that you can find in your profile, then is when you will slowly live out your, um, your, your destiny. Your destiny. Mm -hmm. So... What we can do is we can go through all numbers and then everybody like can check their numbers and they can like see how they mix each other. What do you feel? How do you feel about that? So then would you then like combine like I would like then like combine the description of the four with like the description of the one? Yes, of course. There's like um, I mean we can like there's many profiles. But when these two unite, some are like harmonious, so they work better together and other ones have a lot of tension. For example, like the two four has a lot of tension because the two is somebody who wants to like stay at home and do their own thing. And like, you know, I don't care about anybody else. I just want to be absorbed in my own process. And the four, four which you also have, is somebody who's very social, who likes to go out, who like... Um, is very good at forming close relationships and their opportunities come through friends and people in their close circle. So 
you know, one side wants to be at home, the other one wants to like go out and meet people so there can be attention, right? Um, other are more harmonious and work better together. But yeah, so you just, you wanna go through all the numbers to make like a brief description? Yeah, let's make a brief description for everybody. So the one is somebody who learns through learning, like the one really needs to um, have the full scope of information, uh, likes to research. It's called the investigator. So it's really somebody who really likes to like, you know, Google stuff on the internet. And you're like, yes, yes. Nina's just like mm, nodding her head. I'm like identifying with all of these things. I feel like the one is something that like, Most people that I've met with the one, I feel like only one person of all the readings I've done was like, oh, I'm not sure. But the ones are like very like head on. Like everybody who has one is like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Um, so the one is always somebody who feels best when they're well prepared. Okay. So the two we just talked about, the two is somebody who just knows stuff. It's completely the opposite of the one. So the one needs to like learn information and read and like underline and like, you know, research stuff. And the two is like, no. I just know stuff. Things come like easy to them, but they really like to do their own thing and need their space and time alone. And then the three is what I was talking about before is somebody who really learns through life experience. And it's all about like trial and error and like falling down and getting yourself back up. Um, then the four is what you have, Nina, what we were talking about before. And it's all about what I said, having a natural gift, performing close relationships, and the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. Um, and these are really people, it's like, like for people with a four, connecting in small gatherings is really great. Like our society never tells you, like if you go out and have some beers with your friends, you're going to be successful. Everybody's like, no, go home and work 18 hours. If you have a four in your profile, go every opportunity that you get, not every, but because you have to like, you know, be aware of not exhausting yourself. But when you get opportunities that feel good for you to meet friends and go out and do things outside in the real world, go and do them because you never know where they can lead. Because that is really like, oh, somebody will introduce you, somebody that will give you like a job opportunity or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the five, and the five is like the hero. The five is somebody who's super solution oriented and it has like the save the day energy, like, let's go guys, like we can get this done. Um, and other people really project on them. So people with the five have to be very, have to have like very clear boundaries. So they're not like saving everybody all the time. Um, and then the sixth line, which is my favorite. And I think it's my favorite because the first 30 years of somebody who has a six profile is like the three, which is what I have, but I never upgrade to that six. So I'm always just like, oh, I wish I was a six. I wish I was a six because I'd be like missing that upgrade. Uh, but the six is like the role model. The six is somebody who's really here, born very wise with high standards and is just here to show people that through life experience, you can really master and become an authority and Yeah, they just have like this very regal, I always say the six profile has like blue blood, like they're very like, they have like this very like king and queen kind of energy and you can feel it, like you can feel their authority in the room. So interesting. My boyfriend is a four six. Okay, great. <laughs> you know what's really, yeah, that's great. If you have same numbers, it's like it always matches really well. Yeah, I looked this up the first week of dating and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was like consciously a bit like in the back of my mind, I was always like observing a bit like, <laughs> this is what we have in common. 
Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your digestion type and what the journey of eating for your design looked like? Okay. So digestion is a very fascinating topic because digestion is also in the arrows, but you need like another software to actually access that. Um, digestion is not only about food, but it's really about how you best digest life. And the idea is that, I, I mean, I don't know, I feel like nowadays everybody has had some issue with food at some point in their life. Like I've never met somebody who is not like food issue free. But every time, like I've had a lot of, because I was in the modeling industry, I had like a lot of eating disorders and like, like uh, I've had all the like fluctuations, fluctu fluctuations of weight gain, weight, like insane stuff. Um, so I feel like I've been through, like I can empathize with many of my clients in all areas. Um, but I know like everybody, when we are like having digestive issues, whatever it is, bloating or whatever our issues is with food, it really prevents us from living life. Like if you have a stomach ache, if your like digestion is not working, if you feel like something is not right in your gut, because there is like this gut, you know, brain connection and like the gut has its own nervous system. It's really all about like you, you're trapped in your body. You can't experience the divineness of the life and the connection with people in love and like beauty because you're so stuck in the pain of your body that it limits your spiritual expression. So digestion is really, it's not in human design, nothing is dogmatic, or at least not the way that I describe it. It's not about, you know, become vegan or do like paleo keto or whatever the new trend is, right? It is all about how to eat and the environment in which to eat, because the environment is what uh, influences how you actually break down the food and take the information that you can get through food. Mm -hmm. So my digestion type is calm, which, you know, like... I can forget about my digestion. Like I feel like I live out my digestion very badly because I'm never in a calm environment eating. Like I'm always, my, I have a three and a half year old daughter. I mean, she's nearly four now. So like nearly four year old daughter and she's a manifester and she's wild and she just doesn't care. And she's just like up and down, up and down, up and down. Now I want this now. Like, so calm eating in my life, since I know about my digestion, has not been a like but I, I I really feel it I feel like how stressed I am if I have to eat when I'm like eating with my daughter it's just like insane it's just insane but it's very interesting for example one of my favorite examples of digestion is um indirect light so an indirect light person for example is somebody who is supposed to eat the biggest meal when there's less light so people with indirect light, they wake up. For them, it's really hard to wake up because their system like takes longer to wake up. So they wake up mostly if you would let them freely to wake up whenever they wanted, they would wake up later in the, in the day. Um, and then for them, for example, a big breakfast is completely wrong. For them, it's best to have like a juice or something like some fruit, very easable, digestible, very light. And then the the like the more the day progresses, the darker the day gets. So like, you know, in the morning you have the strong sun. And then in the evening when there's like sundown, sunset, um, then you can have your biggest meal. And, you know, in our society, it's like, no, breakfast is the most important meal of the day and eat a lot, blah, blah, blah. But for these people, it's completely counterproductive. So... And that is the same for somebody who has indirect light, for example, it would be super important that also their work is 
um, accompanying them in their life cycle or in their day cycle. Like, so in the morning, it's better for them to do stuff that's like easy to do for them. And then the heaviest, most high concentrated, like energetic brain work would be in the afternoon, late afternoon, or even at night. Right. So that I find super interesting that also like for me, calm digestion means that for me to make sense of the world or come up with the best ideas, I need to be in a calm environment. But there's other people who need to be like in the, like in the center of things and the louder it gets, the more they can like think. So it's really, do you know your digestion? Yeah, it's outer vision. No, no, it's consecutive appetite and endless sense is like outer vision. Okay. So yeah. How do you feel about your digestion? I did, um, I did very much try to eat one thing at a time and to not like overload what I'm eating. And so I'm, I'm, I have been very conscious about that. And I feel like it's working so well for me. Like even with, because I do have a friend, she's a, she's a nutritionist. She's like, no, you always have to eat breakfast between eight and nine. And I did it for like a week and I was like, like, I can't, like, I like, no, like I, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> so I do have like my coffee and I fully enjoyed that. And um, I have like my time to myself to like wake up. And then after two hours, I'm like, okay, I'm starving. I like want something like uh, big now. So, and then outer vision. Yeah, like I think like, as I said, also with like the, I'm more, maybe this has, is the combination of it with my open throat. I do like the role of the observer and I do like uh, to, um, for example, have a coffee or eat some, like at restaurants, but to just like look at other people or look at what, what what's, what's going on around me or like uh, sit down at a market and just like look. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense having So just to like clarify, there's something that is the digestion type And then there's something that is called your strongest sense. And the strongest sense in human design is not only smell, taste, and touch, and hear, and whatever the other senses are, but also there's something called inner vision and outer vision, um, which is very interesting because the sense is how you, like what you can really trust in life to get you through whatever situation. So for example, I have smell, strongest sense of smell. And I mean, I'm a German living in Barcelona. I mean, I mean, I grew up here at least. Um, and, um, and I was always like, I've always been called Doberman because I always smell everything on everybody. Like it's ridiculous, like how much I can smell stuff on people. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, people are like, what's wrong with you? Like, and sometimes it's really not nice. You know, it's like, hmm, I really don't like the smell and I'm super sensitive to smells. Um, but it's very interesting. Like, I had a client who is a very successful pastry chef and his strongest sense was taste. And obviously, like, how much sense does that make, right? Uh, that you have to taste your way through life. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very interesting to, to know somebody's strongest sense. Like it's one of the things that I like the most. I feel like digestion, like digestion sense and environment are like super fascinating. Yeah. And I think it's also like the, <clears throat> it's very applicable. Like it's because you eat every day, like, so it's not so, yeah. So I think it's very practical to, to, to know that and to like try it out a bit. Okay, Nina, this is super interesting that you say that because 
you also like you, it, it it sounds like you know digestion is more applicable than the rest of human design because the rest of the human design is not as like you know we're not as conscious about it but actually you live every single day so you could yeah. apply human design every single day you know what i mean not only three times a day like food like you have a chance every second of every day to live at your design and food only three times a day but it's very interesting that you say that it's very interesting because this is like the main point uh and i'm working like on a on a like on a big workshop to launch hopefully soon sometime um because what i see the biggest thing is the difference between human design and other like esoteric practices or astrology or whatever is that it actually gives you tools to work like to implement them daily. Mm-hmm. But many times people get scared or people feel already better after the reading and they're like, oh, this is enough, but it's not enough. You actually have to start living your design and like sharing your talents daily, like your, your unique gifts with the people in your life so that you can start fulfilling your purpose. Mm-hmm. And digestion makes it easy because it's like we can, you know, it's an action that we do. It's like palpable. It's very 3D, you know, mm-hmm. and the rest of the I feel more 5D, like, okay, how can I, you know, listen better or observe better or, you know, whatever your gifts are. Yeah. And I think what, I think maybe it's the one that also helps you gain trust for the rest, because it's not something that you, like, you don't, like, you don't take a lot of risk by just uh, adapting your food choice a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. That's super interesting. It's an interesting point of view. I never thought about that. Um, the way that I always describe it is like the most important thing, like, like all the little gifts that you have in your chart are super fascinating. Um, but the most important thing is always to understand your energy type and living out your strategy and listening to your like authority, but strategy, I feel is like the most important thing. It's where we're most conditions and it's where we most fall into the traps of not living our authentic self. Um, so I always say it's like a trust muscle. You have to really like start building that trust muscle and you can only build that trust muscle when you start implementing a little bit and then you see the result and the more you result you see the more you can trust but it's a bit like the chicken and the egg like you don't know what came first you know you just have to like jump into cold water and be like okay I'm gonna give this human design thing a try and for me it's worked out incredible so I I am all about like you know um but everybody has their own pace and it really depends also like I was at such a rock bottom when I found or when Kim Design found me that I really was like I have nothing to lose right now I have only things to gain so it's much easier than if you're like no I'm doing okay and I'm like semi-thriving I know something is not completely right but I'm doing okay then you're like "Mm," you know Um, and it's also very interesting because I feel like there's a like a like a general conscious upgrade like I said my human design um business with the lockdown before it was just like my personal thing that I was like you know into um and I feel like it's been such an upgrade like uh, so like I would say 95% okay maybe not 95 but like whatever 80% of people who write me are like oh I found human design like a year ago or three years ago but it wasn't like I didn't like the languaging I didn't like you know it was like very old very like difficult to read like hard to understand but I found you and you make it so much easier to you know understand Um, so it's been around, but there's something right now that it needs to like get into the crowd, right? There's like, like, there's a message in human design that right now people are like, okay, we need this. So I feel like it's a global, like consciousness up leveling thing. So get on your human design game, people. (laughs) Preach. Yeah. Um, 
So you also mentioned that there is human design for business um, and to apply it in a business sense. Is there something in your chart that tells you how to achieve um, or some like clues that tell you how to achieve um, prosperity or how to... I mean, there's like many things where you can see like there's money gates and there's like channels that, you know, like I feel like something that's very design is in business is the is the ego center so the ego in human design is nothing negative the ego stands just for willpower and um, competition and ambition and worth so if you have an open ego you will never be motivated to work for money your motivation will always be something else if you have a defined ego which only 30% of people have you you will be motivated in a very classical sense and like being in competition is right for you but 70% of society does not have a defined ego has an open ego which means that they feel the pressure of the of the defined ego and our society pretends like we're living on a defined ego like competition hustling do 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 um and that is not right for like 70% of the population so I feel like that is something that's very interesting. And also, you know, we have to honor who we are because if not, we're just never going to get where we need to go. When we're constantly trying to be somebody else, it's stopping us from reaching our own genius and our own like great minds that is going to like push us so much further. So being on that hamster wheel, like running behind everybody, I also want to get there, I also want to get there instead of like going on your own lane, your own pace and like accessing your own like wisdom. Um, will only prevent you from being successful and, you know, monetary success. The other thing is like, this is where I find things that are very interesting. Everybody is here to make the money that they want to make. Like I am a big uh, believer in a win-win universe. And when you have success, somebody else also has success and that there's enough for everybody. And the more we have, the more we have. Like um, I really like... Yeah, this is what I strongly believe. We live in a material plane and I feel there's no shame for wanting material things. I also have a defined ego, so I love material things even more. So, you know, whatever. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like defined ego or undefined ego, you can make the money that you dream of making. But there are other factors that are super important, which is like your upbringing, your limiting beliefs, right? So there's other things. Like, of course, we can look at, uh, let me look at your chart. I feel like you have something. Um, let me check. Uh, how do you feel about that? Oh, you have a defined ego, Nina. Oh yeah, definitely. Like as soon as you said it, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, I, actually, it's super, super. Like for you, it's super strong. Yeah, like you're supposed to carve out your way of living totally different from anybody else's way, and that's gonna make you super magnetic. But it's also gonna bring you money. Um, and you have like the full like money gate, the 2551 is like, you know, I want to impact others and you're going to make money impacting others or by impacting others, you'll make money and you don't have to do anything to impact others. Like that is just the energy that you have. And then you have the 2644, which is also love gate, which is one of my favorites. And it's somebody who really, it's like a person who really knows how to say things so that other people can understand what they need to hear it's all about like selling stuff but not in a low consciousness like in the low consciousness this channel was a bit like um selling sand in the desert but in the high consciousness which is what we're accessing now it's all about i know what your material needs are and i can get you to understand what you need in the most like 
positive, like uplifting way, but you have like, yeah, your ego is like super full. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, not as, not as strong as yours, but like, no, but it has to do with like who you are, your identity, your intuition, like it's full on, it's part of your purpose to live out like a defined ego. Yeah, this is so interesting that you say like yeah to, to to know to know about these things because um i'm preparing an exhibition right now and actually i mean i started my company two years ago and it was a bit similar to where i was like i've tried all the things i've tried to i thought that the job that i wanted to do exists i realized doesn't exist I wondered why doesn't it exist? It's so necessary. Like it's a no brainer, like why this wouldn't exist. So, but it was also a situation where I felt like I don't have anything to lose. I just have like things to gain. And now in the past two years, it has been a lot about like, also like finding my visual language and finding like what I want to do. And, uh, and I think now it's kind of like leading up to, to, to this moment where it's like, okay. And to hear like, okay, I do well in competition. This is like meant for me. I'm supposed to like talk to people. I'm supposed to, it's natural for me to like have an event and like have this social component. So I'm, I'm not far away from like booking a reading because I'm like, okay, let me just, uh, Let me just um, align everything. Let, let me align this whole event according to my human design. This is, like, this is what I do. Like, I was like talking with Anna uh, from Holistic Business. She is like holistic business coach. Um, and she's like, Micah, actually, I'm going to put you in all of my clients, everything, because everybody needs a reading before they start their business. Because it is just like you can have the greatest business idea. Like I have a friend that is like amazing in what she does. She's a projector. She has her niche. But because she did it energetically wrong, she decided, no, oh, no, this is not for me. And she quit. And everybody's like, please do it. Please do it. Please do it. Everybody's like inviting the hell out of her. Like, you're amazing. Please, please, please do it. And she's like, no, because she's so like bitter from like her past experience of not living on her design in her business, which made her not successful. Hmm. So really like it just, it has such an impact if you have a business to understand the energetics behind it because you can have the most amazing idea, the most whatever, like vision, blah, blah, blah. But if you're energetically not aligned, it just, I, it's not going to happen. Like from my experience, it may happen to you, but from my experience, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to land this plane, let me ask, um, let me ask a question. Um, cause I also found you through Instagram. Um, and how do you personally manage your, like the workload, the way you post things? Um, how do you, um, how much time do you dedicate per week? So it's, so it's according to your projector design. Okay. So I feel like this is an ongoing journey. Um, I do everything. I had somebody help me up like set up a scheduling link. Now I have somebody who's like helping me redesign the website to have it like a bit more because I did the website like, okay, I need a website, but to make it like a little bit more professional and have a little bit of upgrade. Uh, I have somebody who's now helping me with like um, a couple of things um, that are just like expanding the business. Like I'm having this new offering, which is called the source code, which is going to be uh, human design reading personalized that we'd like do for you, but it's in text version. Um, so it's going to be more affordable and I feel like it's just going to be a great thing to like get an intro to human design. 
uh, with your like personalized information. But um, I don't know, honestly, like all my arrows point to the left, but I feel like I really, I'm like, I thrive on structure, but I'm not good at applying structure like by myself because it's just so much. What I've realized, so if every projector has a niche and we would say my niche is doing readings, I don't do more than two readings a day. Like as a projector, you should not work more than four hours a day pertaining to your niche, okay? So <laughs> um, I don't know, the rest, I, like, I feel like, a, like I work way too much for my energy type, mm-hmm. but it was like, you know, it's fine. Like I'm, like I'm testing it out, I'm trying it out. I like once did three readings in a day, no, I'm not doing that again. Nobody like doing nobody a favor. Um, and then the rest is really like, I don't know, just trying to get stuff done. Like <laughs> it's overwhelming. Honestly, it's been like, it's just been overwhelming. It's been overwhelming, but in like, like in the best way ever, because I was dreaming of being overwhelmed in my work life for so many years. And now seeing that it's happening, is just like, I can't believe everything that I was wishing for is coming true in like the most magical way. And this is also like a beautiful learning. It's that we so think our life has to be this way and this is how it has to be. And like, and we're so set in, on like certain things, like manifesting certain things that we don't allow the universe to be like, oh no, no, I got something better for you. You know, like I was so like set on, this has to be my way and I need to do this. And this is how my life has to look like. And the universe put me through hell and back again. And it's like, no, but you're actually meant to be doing this. And I'm like, oh, this feels so much better and so much more aligned and easier and fun. And like, so yeah, just like sometimes letting go of surrendering, really surrendering and being like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to stop messing. I'm going to stand, like stop standing in the way of myself. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the work, I don't know how the workflow goes. I, I try to, I try my best. I try my best. And I do the things that I feel like doing. And I also give myself some time to rest. Uh, but it, I feel it out. I feel it out. I literally, I feel it out. Yeah. And then you can choose okay, like this. I can like outsource. Because I think this is sometimes, especially when you start a business, you're not, you're, there is a point where like, okay, I'm going to outsource it. Like I, I want, like I'm over it. Like I have to outsource it. And it's, but it's, it's, it's a journey. And for example, I also, because you were talking about these like business courses, it's a very recent experience. I, um, because I thought I need more strategy about this whole like Instagram thing. And uh, I started a, like a, a, a side, uh, a side uh, Instagram account um, for like one product that I made. And I started from zero and it was this guy, he was in Colorado. So first of all, the calls, the weekly calls, group calls I thought like group call that's great you know like you have this uh, energy from all the other people and I did enjoy the group calls like you also have you know a a certain structure but they were at 9 p.m I was like oh (laughs) doesn't work for me and then I thought it was like super stressful um and it was very salesy and he didn't understand like my bigger vision or my vision as a designer and like all these things and I felt like oh well I just can't do five reels a day I just 
I don't know. But sometimes like, I had like an idea and I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm going to do this. And then I had like fun doing it, but it was maybe like once a week. And also this whole like posting thing. And I really loved then I, And then this, it was this whole like giveaway, whatever. And I did enjoy the technical aspect of everything, but I do not enjoy copywriting or like anything that, that has to do with text. I do not enjoy so it was like, a, it was a steep learning curve about like myself as well. So it was like, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I enjoy. And then anything to do with text, like, no, it's just a big no for me. Yeah, for me, like outsourcing is like, like I can't really outsource because everything is in my mind. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just my human design brain and the way that I talk. And so for me, outsourcing is like, I'm also a control freak. But uh, it's really hard to outsource. Like I'm still not outsourcing what I should be outsourcing, but you know, whatever. We're outsourcing big things like technical website stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, I think this thing, also what you touched upon, the salesy thing, like if you are a little bit conscious, like this whole like lack mentality, salesy American pitch is to something that just doesn't resonate with most of us. And mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm mentioning Anna again for the 300 millionth time, but she's like my business coach. And the cool thing about her is that she mixes. Maybe, you, I mean, I'm just saying that you should like follow her because she mixes like um, holistic spiritual side mm -hmm. and business side. So she's really aware of not that salesy language of not trying to like push that agenda. Like that's what I find so like great about her. And what I think a lot of people are like getting into the more that they like grow their businesses, because there's a consciousness where you're like, I can't like a friend of ours was like, Chloe, she has a meditation club. She's like, I like did this course where it's about like, I have to write 13 emails before I get a sale. Who the F has time to write 13 emails? Like, what annoying, like, I hate getting these, like, emails where it's like, hey, don't miss out. This is your, oh, my God, have you ever, like, they have these horrible, catchy, like, quote-unquote, catchy sentences that make you feel like, I don't know, you know, your family's in danger, so you, like, you know, read, you know what I mean? Like, read the, read the message, you're like, oh, my God, if I don't read it, like, something horrible is going to happen to me. And that's horrible. Like, I, I really dislike all of that. So I personally don't do it. And I feel a lot of people are, like, stopping doing that. And it's going to, like, only, like, that doesn't work. Like, people are not dumb. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to buy your product because I like you and I like your product. But I'm not going to, like, tap into these, like, reading 300, like, 13 emails before I purchase your course or whatever. Like, it sounds insane. Yeah. I also do feel like it's not, I do feel it not working. Like, also mostly because yeah it doesn't phase me so why would it like phase people that i want to attract yeah exactly this is like the amazing thing about like all my readings all my clients are amazing like i can't even believe i love every single one of the people like i have no idea how i got so aligned clients but i feel like it's because i don't do anything that is not aligned like yeah. i like no i like i can't do it i'm sorry it just doesn't it doesn't you know it doesn't yeah. feel right so what is your number one tip for everyone who just listened to this episode? How to integrate human design? Start small. Start daily. Um, just like become aware, have fun. And I feel like many times our, like the purpose or like what we like, our like the job description or whatever, it's so far away. It's such a big, heavy thing on us that we forget that it's actually tapping into your joy daily. Like this whole idea of like, 
uh, work has to be hard and you have to like suffer sweat and tears to become successful. This is like old paradigm. We don't need that anymore. Like I am convinced through my own experience that when we have obstacles in our life, it is not that you have to push harder. It's the universe telling you, girl, this is not your way, you know, like change direction. But because we're so conditioned that things have to be hard, we like push against it, we push against it. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. No, this is not your path. Look deeper, look further, change directions and look again, right? Mm -hmm. So really connecting to what brings you joy daily is what's going to bring you success, not the other way around, not pushing through suffering, not like trying to get better at things don't, that don't work for you, like really following your bliss, like what you said, okay, captions isn't, are not for me, okay, then I'm just going to like reinvent Instagram without captions, or you know what I mean, like you can like create the life that you want for who you are, and you don't have to like subject who you are to the life that has been created already. Like you can like create your own dream scenario that allows you to live who you are authentically fully. Yeah. Well, very well put. So where can people find you, Mike? And what services do you offer? Um, so you can go to my Instagram on Mike Gabriela. Um, well, you will find so much free resources because I'm very generous with my information. Mm -hmm. So go there if you want to like, you know, just know stuff better. And then obviously you can go to my web website, which is also micagabriela.com. And I have um, three different offerings right now, which is like a complete human design reading, which is two hours long, which is the one I really recommend if you want to go deep and help. Like if you want me to help you to really integrate human design knowledge into your daily life, like look at what, how your day looks like and how to live it out. I super recommend the two hour one. It's my favorite one because it helps me to really help you the most. Um, if that is too big of a commitment, one hour human design, we can get so much stuff into this one hour. Uh, that you will like leave being like leave the session being like whoa okay 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 this is like you you really get a lot of it out of the one hour one um and then we have the digestion and the digestion is half an hour it's a quick one i really recommend for people to do digestion after they've had a, like at least the basic human design reading because without it it's just very deep and i feel like it's good to have like the base right i really wouldn't recommend this if you know nothing about human design but you do you and you know do whatever you feel called to i'm offering this new um source code which is going to be Uh, uh, yeah, like a blueprint of your human design. It's going to be tailor-made for you, uh, but it's going to be written. So it's in paper, it has a beautiful design. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm a very aesthetic person. Uh, so it has like a nice design and it's going to be like a very beautiful thing, but it's not on the website live yet. I'm trying to get it by this week. So I don't know when the episode will air, but um, let's cross fingers that it'll be done by then. <laughs> <laughs> just my ego go 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 <laughs> it's been such a valuable interview like honestly it's uh, amazing um, what you share and keep on doing keep on being amazing oh my god <laughs> okay I will try <laughs> Nina, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for having me here. And I wish you all the best living out your design. Oh my God, like honestly. I hope you enjoyed our episode today. 
Stay tuned and I'll catch you next time with another episode of That's My Niche.